Hello and welcome to PMI's Uncommon Sense podcast, tools to improve your work forever. I'm Susanna Clark, Managing Partner with PMI. Our Uncommon Sense podcast is a 15-minute conversation with our expert consultants. They talk a lot of common sense, although much of it is not common practice. And that's what this podcast is all about. We want you to be inspired to improve your business through learning more about the tools which can help you succeed and grow. Today, I'm joined by Barry Byrne, Director Consultant for PMI. Barry, it's great to have you with me today. Nice, great to be here again, uh, Sue. Thank you. And we're going to talk about project planning today. Mm, yes. So before we get into the meat of that, can I ask you what made you choose this topic? for uncommon sense? Well, I suppose it, it's based on my experience and it's sort of a curiosity and in some way it's sort of this humorous, I think, observation of what I see or don't see, Sis. Okay. Now, in my view, I could be wrong, but it seems like we're born with this innate ability to be able to plan our life, typically. Now, some of us may have a different view of that, but, you know, we, we typically go on holiday and we approach that in a sequence that makes sense. So we do it timely. We had, we engage the stakeholders. Uh, you know, we identify the location. We identify the deliverables, the outputs, and the outcomes. So inherently, it, we have this ability to plan, and we do it very well. For some strange reason, there seems to be this reluctance to continue that as we cross the office, the you know the the, the factory gate, if you will. Right. And and I see that there are some challenges with project planning and as a subject of project management that is worth discussing. Okay. So let's get into the meat of this then. So tell us about the challenges related to project planning. Well, I think it's like a lot of things. I think the the key point is recognizing the value. It's is having that understanding, that belief that good project planning has a causal correlation with good project success. Uh And that's demonstrated. Empirically, we know that to be true. We know that from our own experiences, and there's many studies that support that. So that is stating the obvious, but often the obvious is overlooked. I think for a variety of reasons and understandable reasons, but it's important that we have that fundamental underlying belief. There is value in doing this work. We should know it's important for success we should know that its impact is reflected in the successful outcome. And and I'll talk about the definition of success later on. You know, that the effort required in order to do this is worth it, Suze. And I think, therefore, that can be part of the the challenge, that the effort required in order to do this, it actually has to be weighted appropriately for the outcomes that we're looking to achieve. And I think that they can be some of the challenges that we're faced with. But fundamentally, we need to see the value in it. If we don't see the value in it, it's unlikely we're going to want to do it. So do you think that what happens is that people are excited about getting into the project and just get going? Is that Absolutely. Is that... Absolutely. Right. I think so. I, and I, I think I, I get a sense, and I could be wrong, there's a sense of an element of bureaucratic manipulation that needs to go on here, that it's an administrative burden and it's not uncommon for me to see extremely important, very powerful project documents to be treated as if it's a template I need to complete because I need to complete it, uh. rather than reflecting on its content. 
And this is why project planning for me and the concept of project management is one that needs to be uppermost. It is this. In our project charter, we expressly ask delegates and their sponsor to identify a target date for completion. By what means do they do that? Is there a scientific approach to identifying that target? Or is it it happens to be year-end finance, which is often the case, it happens to be a nice number, it sounds good, or it's my birthday. They are not necessarily <laughs> the requirements. So consequently, what is the science? So the sponsor may very well have a, a, a useful target date, and there is some relevance to that. The question is, how, how do we get there? By what means do we get there? And therefore, what is the project planning that needs to be undertaken in order to achieve that target date or not? as the case might be. And so you mentioned then the charter, and of course the charter's right up front. Absolutely. So given that, you know, perfect well, what would you like to see the people who are running a project be thinking about and producing from a planning perspective? So I, so there are three key steps for me, I, and these are the criteria that I, I would recommend and guide, guide someone who is embarking on improvement in, in, in some way. And as you said, we're in the very early phases. In order for us to enable effective, and effective by that I mean the stakeholders, including the customer, um, see the value, that there is an output and outcomes that they appreciate. So in order for us to develop effective project plans, number one, much as we do with our journey to, uh, traveling abroad to the Spanish resorts, you know, we need to understand who are our customers, who are the stakeholders of this project, this area of focus. So we need to identify who they are. The second is we need to understand their requirements. What are their needs, their explicit needs, and understand them. So define what did they need. And the third thing then is to translate those requirements, you know, into the project goals. So what are the goals required on the basis of those needs? with suitable measures of success because what we therefore then need to do is we then need to have a sensible logical rational conversation around uh, target dates and milestone events relating to that so they are the criteria the process itself I'll, i can talk about in a little bit more detail but fundamentally as we tend to do anyway when we're embarking on a change of some description whether in our personal life or in our work life they are the minimum that we really should be considering. So once we've got that, you mentioned right. the process. So tell me more about that. Yeah. So the, the so the process in its in its in its simplest form, and I think these these clearly should be the waypoints for anyone embarking on project planning. And there are different levels of sophistication of project planning that I can reference. But fundamentally, number one is to define the activities. So what are the activities that need to take place in order to, for us to enable whatever it is that we're embarking on? Why do we need to do that? Well, what we need to do is we need to get a sense of the scopes. Scoping is so important in this work because often I see far too wide scopes that can overwhelm and therefore the whole concept of planning becomes overwhelming and therefore it, tail, it tends to tail away. So that excitement gives away to it's 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 now negotiable i can leave it uh. um so the scope is important so there therefore they've identified the activities 
Um, but it also helps us identify the deliverables as a consequence of doing this. This is the outcome, this is the output, and this is the outcome. So that's number one, define the activities. The second is, is to define the resources. Yeah. So now that we know what these activities are, who is responsible and accountable to make them happen? So as we classify that, the RACI chart, a RACI chart, again, I, I have to fairly regularly point out that these are really important documents. So it sets that necessary tension in the system that I know what I am accountable to do, what I am responsible to do, and, and others within that system as well, in order for us to enable this successful outcome. So what are the activities? What is the resource that's available in order to do that? The third thing is, so what is the sequence of, of, of these activities? Uh, so recognizing that there is an order, a chronology, that this time sequence, this the action plan, against which we can therefore monitor progress. Um, and that's often a process of, of, of consensus with the team members within the project team itself. So you can see that these are all at the very formative days. Um, the last bit, of course, is, and again, something that we need to impress upon is now that we understand the activities and the resource and the sequencing is, is the process of risk assessment. What could possibly go wrong with this? Okay. So it's important that we understand the risks in order for us to mitigate, in other words, prevent them happening, but also, you know, what are our recovery plans should it occur? They're the four aspects, those four key steps in the process that I would guide someone to, I would encourage someone to, to follow. It feels as though that sort of almost goes back to the beginning where we were t you were talking about engaging your stakeholders and obviously your sponsor. Absolutely. And actually, these are what you need to be reviewing with them. Precisely. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's explicit. Um, and the beauty of a project plan, and I think this is, this is often overlooked, Suze, it's a ph phenomenal communication tool. Yeah. It's a wonderful com communication tool. So, so in that sense, then, uh, you know, the, the, the widest possible community, including those who will be affected by the outputs and the outcomes, who may not be part of your project team, can still see the approach that's been taken. Uh, and, and we appreciate this engagement, involvement and listening aspect of the wider community, not just those who happen to be in, in the project. There is one, there is one point I'd like to make, too. Um, and it's a lesson that I learned quite early on in, in, in my career, and I, I reflected on this, but it it is true. A plan is a theory. <laughs> like a recipe. <laughs> a recipe is a theory. And not being a great cook, it seems to me that I can follow a recipe that will roughly give me that direction of travel and it will roughly give me the output I'm looking for. But a plan is a theory. Why? Because of our the perpetual learning, PDSA. So we have data, we form theories, we do, we study the results. Plan, that's, that's planning in action. And of course, because we have new data, we have the ability to adapt, adopt, abandon. Therefore, the plan itself can transform over time such that it, gets, it becomes much, much more relevant and appropriate for the true, for the real situation. So I think it's important that we consider that plans are not static. Uh, that that the, the preparedness to recognize learning, what has worked well and what has not, 
which therefore allows us the opportunity to to, to modify the plan accordingly. So, f- so feeling safe and comfortable and comfortable that we can modify the plan accordingly. Too often it feels to me that a plan is a statement of fact, whatever fact is, and as a consequence, it's sacrosanct. We need to break out of that journey. So, the project planning, a key part of getting your project chartered, ready to go, key part of engaging with your stakeholders and sponsors, and to be used as a theory for that ongoing review, what have we learned? Absolutely. And what will we do differently as a result of that? Absolutely. It is the context within which, it's the pathway um, that that is formed by more than just the, the project leader themselves. It is a function of the sponsor, as you rightly declared, the, the stakeholders. You know those closely close into and those further away from this this project itself um so it it becomes a go-to document and therefore it will enable us to do project reviews um both in in at a in a, in a time-based fashion but also at a gateway fashion as we're proceeding round. um yeah so so yeah that's a good, really good summary there brilliant barry Thank you very much. Wonderful words of wisdom. Looking forward to seeing lots more project planning going on. Excellent. Me too. Thanks, Suze. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. You can find more episodes of our Uncommon Sense Tools to Improve Your Work Forever in our Knowledge Hub on our website or, of course, your favourite podcast platform. And do subscribe so you never miss an episode. Don't forget to check out the show notes for this episode where you'll find links to more content on this topic, which includes webinar recordings, toolbox guides, blogs and infographics, and our training page. You can always drop us a line on team at pmi.co.uk and arrange a time to have a call to talk about how these tools can help you in your organisation. We'd really love to hear from you.